0: Lisa Kay, connecting the community on Talk of the Town.
1: Back on Talk of the Town for a Thursday, and Lisa Kay in studio. On the phone with me is Bob Meyer, Blue Earth County Administrator. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing
0: well. Thanks for having me today.
1: Love hearing what's going on in the county, and uh, I get a little um, tidbits of information that I realize that I do know something about some of these things. So uh, this is always good because um, some other conversations that I've had with people that are telling me about collaborations we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the last county board meeting and the things that happened. That was on June 20th, uh, about what, nine days ago?
0: Yeah, we we had more activity there than we typically do in terms of uh, public response to issues in front of the county board. And so I thought it might be uh, useful to just kind of share some information from that board meeting in terms of items that our property and environmental resources team uh, brought forward uh, they had two issues that were a little bit controversial and so uh, they, they gained uh, quite a bit of media attention and public comment um, one of which was a proposed gravel pit um, and that gravel pit is down uh, near the rapidan dam um, and Uh, the county park and campground down there. There's also a business in that area and numerous residents. And so um, having this proposed gravel pit uh, in that area did bring some people to our county board meeting.
1: And so that uh, was seen a little bit in the media. There was um, people just wanting to voice their opinions. Was that it?
0: Yeah, so we did receive an application from Paradise Valley Trust and Lorenz Construction who are asking for an interim use permit that's allowed under our county code of ordinances. And that does, um, that application does go in front of the planning commission and they ultimately um, approved it and recommended that the county board uh, take that up and review that permit application. And so uh, we had been hearing from residents in the area that there was some concern about that. And we knew that there was some discussion about a potential petition being submitted. Uh, And so when we came to the meeting on the 20th, uh, the county board ultimately did uh, vote to table the item after being notified that this citizen petition had been signed and submitted to uh, the EQB, which is the Environmental Quality Board. And as part of that petition, uh, what the the community was saying was that they wanted some further review of environmental uh, concerns and more of a in-depth study through an environmental worksheet our Environmental Assessment Worksheet, or an EAW. And so um, we uh, are familiar with EAWs to some degree, and when we review kind of how uh, the county board is supposed to respond to a petition, uh, it is outlined in Minnesota rule that once a petition is submitted to the EQB, um, then local governments are really prohibited from... Um, taking any action on an item until um, the EQB has evaluated the completeness of the petition. And so while the board couldn't take any kind of formal action to approve or deny the application, um, the board decided that since we had a lot of public in attendance, we would let uh, those members of the public have an opportunity to provide public comment There was quite a bit of public comment, comment, and those comments were heavily weighted towards opposition of the project. So some of the things uh, that uh, people commented on were the noise, um, potential for dust, uh, traffic safety in the area, and then things like impact on wells or impact on campers, park users, Uh, residents, and uh, the area businesses. And so just a lot of feedback um, regarding this particular application.
1: And so at this time, what is going to happen? Well,
0: um, after the meeting, we did uh, get notified by the EQB that the petition that was submitted didn't meet all the uh, requirements, and so they communicated to the county that the petition was not valid. Um, There's a couple of options now that can happen. Um, One, the county board can move forward and take action on the uh, permit application as presented by staff and based on the recommendation of the planning commission. Or the other option is that uh, the public or the petitioners could submit a revised petition Uh, with all the information that is required by the EQB. If a valid petition is submitted, um, the county board will still ultimately need to evaluate whether the petition raises a significant environmental concern that would then best be evaluated through an environmental assessment worksheet. And so um, for my chair, what I believe will happen now is it'll come back in front of the county board probably in the July 18th board meeting for either uh, formal action by the board or that ordering of a EAW. So we're still kind of in limbo in terms of whether uh, the petitioners will uh, be able to present a valid petition to the EQB or if the county board will just need to act on the permit application.
1: All right. So that's uh, we'll find out in July, I suppose. That's not the only thing that happened at that particular meeting. Uh, You talked about MFS recycling land and the uh, the LLC there.
0: Yes, that was another item that uh, drew a lot of people, both to our planning commission as well as the county board meeting on the twentieth and. Uh, The meeting on the 20th was to consider a recommendation from the Planning Commission to revoke um, the conditional use permit that MFS Recycling Land LLC had held. This is an organic uh, compost facility that is located outside the city of Good Thunder. And the original conditional use permit for that facility was approved back in 2002. And like I said, it processes organic materials into a nutrient-rich compost so quite frankly the county was excited to have a a compost facility in our area because that is part of our waste stream that uh, um, you know compost could be a benefit but um, the site there that's been operating since 2012 was shut down for a short period of time and Two thousand nineteen due to some operational concerns related to odor, and then they also had a contact pond there that was having some issues. And so um we had been receiving back then some concerns about odor. Uh since they reopened in uh twenty twenty one, uh county staff have been monitoring the site and have um detailed notes of reported odor concerns which have really now been considered to have reached a nuisance level. Mm. Um, And so I can tell you that uh, we heard from a lot of um, uh, people in the area that uh, there was strong orders that are really impeding people's ability to use their own properties. And so the county board, after hearing from county staff, as well as a representative from the facility Uh, and the public at this public hearing uh, the county board did vote to revoke the conditional use permit based on a determination that the facility was um, injurious to the use and enjoyment of other property in the immediate area and so with that decision the facility must cease operations and discontinue accepting new material within two weeks of that june 20th date Uh, They must ultimately follow all the required state processes for closure of the facility. Although they still have material that's already in that composting process. And so they can continue to process um, that material as a part of the closure plan. Ultimately we'll continue to provide uh, inspections and reporting to ensure that they meet all the requirements that are part of a closure process.
1: Do we know anything moving forward about potential, you know, fix to that or a a different type of option or solution?
0: Well, uh, with the revocation of the conditional use permit, they must cease operations. Now, there's a potential that there could be a reuse of that facility somewhere down the road, but at this point, you know, it's really in the hands of uh, the owners of that facility to decide, you know, are they gonna just uh, follow through with the closure? Uh, there's potential, I guess, for some legal action. Um, and it's really hard to predict where this all might go. But from a county board perspective, the county board has said they must cease operations And, you know, and do this closure process over the next few months.
1: Bob Meyer with us on Talk of the Town today, our guest, and we're talking a little bit about what's going on in Blue Earth County. I did have a conversation with the folks from the city of Mankato, and they did tell me about this homeless shelter collaboration with Blue Earth County. Can you talk a little bit about that from your end, as I've heard from the city end?
0: Oh, sure. Well, I'm glad that they were also able to share some information. And yeah, we're really excited about this uh, collaboration. uh, This project is uh, projected to be an $18 million homeless shelter and transitional housing development. And so we've been working with the city as well as some various nonprofit groups on this project. It really is a byproduct of um, Need obviously in the community, but we had some uh, money from our American Rescue or American Recovery Act uh, funds that we were able to then kind of direct towards this project. So the county has committed $2 million to this $18 million project to um, <clears throat> build this shelter and supportive housing facility. We're working with uh, Connections Ministry and Partners for Housing, um, who are part of our partner group that will be involved in the operation of the shelter. And then the city has offered up some land, and so they probably spoke about that. But we really appreciate that they've identified some city land that would be in a good area that uh, really would help us serve that homeless population in the area.
1: All right, talk a little bit about the project itself and what it's going to look like. Uh, what the what the plan is for that?
0: Well, uh, the proposed project will consist of 40 rental units in that supportive housing kind of uh, realm, and then 50 emergency homeless shelter beds. Uh, those shelter beds have been uh, a bit of a struggle in our community because. They're not available twenty four uh, seven year round, and so uh, that's part of this uh, shelter proposal is to have a homeless shelter available uh, all year long. Uh, the project is designed with a housing plus services model in mind, meaning that we will have on site services available to the residents of the facility, and we really think that's critical in terms of addressing some of the issues that um, our homeless population experiences. So, you know, types of services we might include, um, case management, supportive services for independent living, transportation, things like basic life skills, how to cook and shop and those sorts of things, as well as education and employment. So we really try and work with those individuals to address any barriers that they have to independent living.
1: We know that it's, go ahead, go
0: ahead. Well, I just was gonna say from my time uh, in the human services department here with the county, I just know that it's very difficult to work on some of those um, barriers when you don't know where you're gonna spend your evening, Mm -hmm. where you're gonna lay down, so to speak. And so until we can stabilize that housing element, very difficult to address some of those other service needs.
1: Right, and I know that when you said 2 million, did you say that the county is providing 2 million? That's correct. So, how much is it going to cost completely? Where does the other money come from?
0: Well, uh, so it is a, proposed to be an 18 million dollar project. Um, there are programs that are offered through uh, the state of Minnesota that are state-sponsored tax credit programs. So private developers um, develop the building. Uh, they get these tax credits. So there's a, a way to uh, kind of tap into another funding stream that supports um, this project. There also will obviously be some rent charge to people in the um supportive housing element. And so it's really kind of bringing all those funding sources together. But one of the key elements of those uh, tax credit applications is to have local support. And so we're really hoping that the county and city contributions to this project kind of make our application stand out. As the state reviews those applications,
1: well, I know that with the um, the reach that Connections Ministry and Partners for Housing has in our area already, you know, maybe we'll be seeing some fundraisers or things like that that we can take part in uh, if that calls to but us.
0: They've certainly been good partners, and we appreciate that they're willing to take on um, a, a project like this and really become those operators of the the shelter to make sure that. Uh, our homeless population gets the access to
1: services they need. Now, in a perfect world, do we have a construction date start for this yet, or?
0: Yeah, assuming uh, all the financing comes together and all the permitting, um, we would be targeting 2025 for
1: construction. Perfect. All right. Well, that was a a busy meeting that you had and a lot of things on your plate. Do you have any R&R time set aside for yourself for 4th of July?
0: Well, um, I just wanted to point out, I imagine most people know that the county offices will be closed on July 4th um, in observance of the Independence Day holiday. But other than that, uh, we'll be open and ready to serve the community.
1: Ready to work. All right. How do we get in touch with you for any other information with this? Is the website the best place to go?
0: It always is, and so uh, folks can look at blueearthcountymn.gov, and you'll find uh, most information uh, on the county there.
1: All right. Well, happy 4th of July to you, and I have one day off, so I hope you enjoy it. Bob Meyer is our county administrator for Blue Earth County. Thanks so much, Bob. Thank you.